0: what's up guys back at another podcast today's topic is going to be the history of nazi germany i have a guest here with me today and he will be your guiding light through today's episode do you mind introducing yourself Hello, my name is Mina and I'm a
1: historian at Cambridge University. I want to talk to you guys today about Hitler and the rise of the Nazi party. So
0: where do you want to start?
1: Well, let's first talk about the Treaty of Versailles. This is a treaty against Germany. The United Nations wanted to make Germany pay back for the war debts, which were originally about 66 billion dollars. As you can predict, this led Germany into poverty and unrest.
0: We know this treaty was targeting German powers. Wasn't Germany one of the most powerful Axis forces during World War II? How did they change so much in such little time?
1: Well, the Germans were able to rebuild their power under a leader.
0: One thing you guys may have not known, but the Treaty of Versailles put strict limitations on German military powers.
1: Some things included banning the surplus storage of tanks, artillery, and submarines.
0: Why were those areas of the German military specifically targeted?
1: Well, this is because classic German engineering made German artillery, tanks, and submarines some of the... Deadliest in the field, almost unmatched
0: by the Allied engineering. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Germans did have Panzer tanks, which held heavy guns and were almost impenetrable. Imagine how whiskers that could take down anything and stealthy U boats. It makes sense why the Allies saw this as a threat. That's spot on. The
1: Allies saw Germany still as a threat if they were able to have anything, but they did not foresee one thing. This kind of economic and social instability was perfect breeding conditions for a new fascist system to be placed.
0: This is when dictators rise, isn't it? Which promises
1: a better future? Indeed. This is when Adolf Hitler rose to power. I
0: thought there was a minister in place, Kaiser, right? How did Hitler gain power? In 1932
1: the president at the time agreed to appoint hitler as chancellor of germany in january of in january of 1933
0: what is a chancellor exactly
1: chancellor means the chief executive of the federal cabinet in germany they were allowed to elect and appoint the government all on their own meaning they had power over who's in office
0: what exactly did hitler do as the chancellor
1: well for starters he brought the Nazi Party into the German government, allowing him to set up for his near future plans. What were Hitler's plans for the future? In a speech, he made it obvious that his plan is for Germany, Germany to rise from the ashes. He wanted to rebuild Germany, except this time bigger and stronger than before.
0: But didn't the Treaty of Versailles stop him?
1: He did not allow it for. He did not allow it to stop him. He was not agreeing with the, with the treaty. And he completely went against it because it was not fair for Germany. He talked about how Germany must rise against their enemies who humiliated them.
0: Didn't he violate the treaty and shortly after start the Second World War?
1: Yes, he did violate the Treaty of Versailles m- multiple times. He says that it was a treaty in place, there was no room for social reform of any kind. He says that the treaty was in place to put Germany in, t- in debt and destroy it forever.
0: So World War II started because the Allies had to push back?
1: Well, first of all, let's talk about the invasion of Poland.
0: When did this invasion happen?
1: This happened on September of 1939.
0: Interesting. How did it happen?
1: Well, there was a pact created to split up Poland with the Soviet Union, because they were also powerful.
0: Why did he decide on invading Poland?
1: Well, he decided on invading Poland to fulfill his promises to Germany and rebuild which included taking back their lost territories.
0: Okay, let's back up for a sec. Why exactly did the people offer so much support for Hitler and his ideas? I mean, if a leader were to do this anywhere else and do a bunch of crazy things like Hitler did, they would at least lose some of their support.
1: I would say the reason why he had so much support was because 1. Germany was devastated and Hitler had promises of strength, and 2 how rooted Nazism was, was in Germ- German government at that point. Put this into perspective. You are a German citizen in the 30s and you have just seen your homeland run into dirt and humiliated. Then someone comes along with a promise of the fatherland being stronger than, than before. What do you have to
0: lose? I mean, honestly, as bad as it sounds, if someone came along like that in a time of devastation, He would most definitely have my support.
1: Exactly. Hitler was very persuasive and had very strong propaganda. When he spoke, he had passion for the things he was speaking about.
0: So back to the main question. What role do economic systems and ideologies have in establishing and maintaining power and authority?
1: Well, economic systems play a big role in establishing and maintaining power and authority because the sort of economic conditions that you have or well, decided there needs to be a reform. Adolf Hitler used Germany's economic conditions since they were in poverty to gain support through promises of, repeal- of rebuilding the fatherland.
0: That makes a lot of sense. What about the ideologies?
1: Ideologies also play a big role in establishing and maintaining power because the ideology at the time was to make Germany stronger and bigger than before. Nazism was an ideology that supported the reform of a great nation which helped Hitler rise to rise to power because he introduced that idea.
0: Well, it looks like we're out of time. Thanks for stopping by for a history lesson, Mina. We really enjoyed your time here. Thank you to all the listeners out there, and we'll see you in the next one.
1: Bye.